long. <laughs> Even though it's an ex- only an extra dollar twenty-five, because you will overeat so badly every time. First time I went to Subway, I looked at those sandwiches and I couldn't believe it. I thought, "What is this? You know, is this for a family of four? Hi friends, welcome back to Between You and Me, the podcast where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jess Morris, I'm an Aussie music journalist and every week it's my privilege to leap into conversations and topics with some of with some of the most well-known artists in Christian music and upcoming artists who want to explore faith and spirituality in a new way. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWide.com, your number one source for Christian music, news, interviews, and reviews. I would love for you to go check them out. Today is an exciting episode for me because, as as many of you well know, I grew up an evangelical kid. I used to sing songs on the steps at school and tell people about Jesus and, and... Like, this would have been odd in America, but this was in Australia. This wasn't even a thing in Australia. So... When it comes to, like, 90s Christian music, my heart is there. And undoubtedly, when it comes to Australian music, the Newsboys were one of the biggest Christian bands and are still one of the biggest Christian bands today. Peter Furler was one of the original members. He was Australian. And you had a whole bunch of of guys make it in America singing about God. Now, as an Aussie who sort of tuned into Christian music, uh, that's very exciting. It's it's like as close as we get to our own version of Keith Urban, right? Um, so today I am thrilled. My, my inner CCM evangelical child self is jumping up and down because we have none other than Phil Joel, one of the original members of the Newsboys, on the podcast. Now, Phil, as lots of you will know, he joined the Newsboys in 1994. He was with them for about 12 years. Then he left. He did some solo work. He formed his own worship group called Zealand because he's actually from New Zealand. And then he got the call in 2017-18 saying, hey, the Newsboys are getting back together. Do you want to be part of it again? And so in what formed the ultimate Christian band supergroup, dream of every 90s music aficionado, basically every member of the Newsboys rejoined the band to call it Newsboys United. Uh Uh-huh, there's like seven of them now. Peter Furler and Michael Tate both co-lead. It's a thing. It's the most evangelical 90s thing you've ever heard of in your life, and it's incredible. All that to say is, when COVID happened... The Newsboys got off the road and Phil Joel, well, he he was basically like the rest of us, left at home going, well, what do I do? What do I do with my music, with my career, with my life? Well, for the first time in about 12 or so years, 13 years, he actually started to make his own music again. And that's why he joins us today. Phil Joel is here to tell me all about his latest EP, Better Than I Found It. Now, Phil is an incredible guy. Um, even if you disregard his success in Christian music and the fact that he's had such longevity in music as a whole, which is huge, he is a brilliant musician. He wrote, recorded, produced this entire EP himself. He actually 
he talks about having his kids come in and help with his 16-year-old son, which I love. Um, and this EP are tr- is tracks about him grappling with what it means to live in this world and leave it better for the next generation. He's not afraid to tackle things about justice and unity and what it means to take care of the world and climate. And he does it in a really non-confrontational way, which is... Uh, one, addressing all these things full stop in evangelical culture is just really taboo. But the way he does it is incredible because he gives a voice to these concerns and these issues without actually vilifying anyone. Uh, and you'll hear that in this conversation. Phil is the most, like, I felt like I'd known him for years when I spoke to him. Um and I loved that. So for me, this was such a cool take on like the inside, an inside pocket of Christian music. This is what the heartbeat of one person is. One person who has been part of the formation of Christian music and what we know of it today. Um, not everyone thinks the same and not everyone sings the same. Not everyone sounds the same. And it's really cool uh, when you dive beneath the the exterior and the really glossy part of evangelical culture that we've been taught to love, when you push that aside, you find some really deep, gritty, cool stories and people below it. And it really, for me, challenges my perceptions that I've had of people and the industry as a whole. All that to say, Phil Joel is a delight. He is so much fun. I spoke to him when he was in day 12 of quarantine. He had actually just flown home to New Zealand. He lives in Nashville, but has come back to New Zealand for a while. And as Border control is in New Zealand at the moment. He and his family have to quarantine in a two-bedroom apartment for 14 days. I had to quarantine for like four or five days when I was waiting for test results. It is brutal, so hat off to him. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> Don't know what else you had to do with your time, but I appreciate that you talked to me anyway. A reminder, you're about to hear a short bio uh, about Phil, about what he's accomplished in his career and what he's up to now, and then we will dive straight into this very, very fun interview. Meet Phil Joel. It's difficult to define Phil Joel. The New Zealander singer-songwriter has lived out so many milestones in his career, so nailing one down is a big challenge. But if we're to cover the basics, let's just say this. Phil Joel was a newsboy, aka a member of one of the biggest Christian bands of the 90s. He's an acclaimed solo artist, the frontman of worship band Zealand, and an author. Ever since Phil famously jumped on an aeroplane and flew across the world to join Peter Furler and the Newsboys on tour in 94, he's become a beloved name in Christian music. He toured with Grammy-nominated band for 12 years and was a part of their iconic albums Take Me To Your Leader and Step Up To The Microphone. Phil's first solo album, Watching Over You, came out in the year 2000 and was followed by 2002's Bring It On. And in 2008, he came out with The New Normal. By 2012, he reached pinnacle Christian fame when he dropped a best of album titled The Playlist. And then there was radio silence. It seemed like Phil had it made. He came from one of the biggest Christian bands we've ever seen and had quite a few successful solo albums. Well, he didn't completely go silent because he'd started a new creative project. And in 2015, a new worship band emerged from New Zealand. Aptly named Zealand Worship, the four-piece dropped their debut EP. It included their versions of songs like Good Good Father, and it was followed up in 2018 by Your Love Is Wild. But again, things halted just a little bit. Why? Well, Phil rejoined the Newsboys. 
That's right, if you have missed evangelical media in the last three years, Phil helped form the ultimate Christian supergroup when he and his former bandmate Peter Furler rejoined the Newsboys band to form the Newsboys United. We're talking like all the members of the Newsboys together to create music again. Anyway, Christian music fans went wild over it and it led Phil back on a whirlwind path of touring, featuring their hit single, The Greatness of Our God. Now that's not to say that things individually slowed down for Phil because Zealand actually became the opening act for the Newsboys United on the tour and it brought together two of his loves as he traveled across the US. And if you just wanted to add more to the mix, in 2019, Phil actually dropped his first book, Redwoods and Wales, Becoming Who You Actually Are. It's a collection of personal stories and truths learned from his life and musical journey. Now, Phil's career was peaking. Who knew that you could even peak after Newsboys, but here we are. Yet come COVID-19 and everything stopped, Phil pressed pause and found himself drawn back to his solo work. And so like many other artists, he began creating music in his own studio. And come 2021, we are better for it. He has written, recorded and produced a new EP. As the world continues to grapple with a pandemic, Phil Joel has released his first solo record of original material in 13 years. The EP is titled Better Than I Found It and it captures the relaxed and welcoming sounds of his home country. Trust me, I've been there. It's awesome. It uses beatless melodies and reflective lyrics to contemplate a simpler lifestyle. He grapples with what it takes to unite a divided nation and looks at healing. Closing with a track All Right, Phil actually weaves spoken words of President John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. into his work, ushering in justice and unity in a divided world and church. I spoke to Phil about his return to solo music, what it means to leave the world better than you found it, and why he said yes to the newsboys again. My friends, this is Christian music legend Phil Joel. I know that lots of people in Christian music they know you uh, as such. They know you as Phil Joel. They've followed your career. Um, and they can, I imagine, define you in lots of different ways. You've been, like, you, well, you are a newsboy, you're a New Zealander. How would you define yourself? If someone was to meet Phil Joel for the first time, what would you tell them? <laughs> I don't know. Um, gosh. Okay. Let's give it a shot. Um... I, you know what? Goodness, Jessica, right off the bat, I'm already stumped on the first question. Um, Deep life questions. You know, I, you know, I think I think people would, um, you know, to, to describe myself um, to somebody straight off the bat, you'd get, you'd get layer number one, which, you know, I, I enjoy life and I like smiling and I like laughing and um, I like people. And um, you'd, you'd get that, and then maybe dig a little little further. You'd understand where that comes from. And I'm, 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 I'm a Jesus follower. That's that's been trying to follow Jesus and His ways and His teaching and enjoy Him and um, get all the good stuff I can from Him, so I can give it to whoever I come across for a number of years. And that would be the next layer. And maybe you'd dig a little further. Um, you'd you'd get some other. Yeah. <laughs> layers of um you know i don't know i i'm a dad i've got two kids i'm a husband of, of coming on 25 years congrats um i am a vegan i am a what else am i i am i own chickens oh three dogs um i have a sailboat and uh i love gardening 
So those that would probably be the deep inner sanctum yeah. that I only let a few people into. Well, well I, I feel honoured. Thank you. <laughs> so, let's, so maybe you can sum that up. I'm just a Jesus-following hippie. How about that? Perfect. We can run with that too. But I enjoyed that. That told me so much about you, Phil. Thank you. I feel like I know you already. Um, Good. All right. Podcast done. <laughs> it's like five minutes. Easy. Um, perfect. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about Better Than I Found It? Sorry. Did you record it in New Zealand or in, or in Nashville? No. Yeah, I recorded it in Nashville. This okay. last project that just came out uh, was recorded in my... <clears throat> excuse me um my little home studio behind my house during this whole covid madness um and uh yeah i have this little uh, uh old converted garage behind my place and um when the covid sort of crisis hit for us we were out on tour um as newsboys united i've been doing that for a while and uh and it was march the 12th we got sent home <laughs> go home, boys, and we'll be in touch, you know, um, until further notice. Just go home. So we did. And, uh, uh, you know, we really never got got the call. Um, mm-hmm. So the COVID just, you know, kept getting worse. And so it kept putting touring off. And I just went out to my studio and my wife just said, get out there and, um, you know, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about touring. Don't worry about this, what all this other stuff money and your job basically just just get out there and make art record these songs that you recorded in 2019 I mean, wrote in 2019 wow. and record them um this you know take this opportunity to do that and uh so i did and now it just came out this year and it all feels kind of right because these songs kind of make sense for where we are now so it's, um, it's a pretty fun little process these songs as Phil like why didn't you save them for Zealand worship or be like newsboys let's do something fun with it great question no one's asked me that yet yes. um, I've had a morning full of interviews and no one's asked that and I appreciate it I just it just felt right and these songs kind of they came from me and what I'm really been what I've really been thinking about and um and, and stewing on um things I've observed um, in other people's lives and in, in my own and um, 
it felt like the right time to make a solo project. It really did. And it was truly a solo project because I couldn't, I couldn't have anyone in the studio. You know, it was, um, it was me and all the equipment, which I don't really know how to use, Jess. I mean, although I do now, I'm, um, I'm getting, you know, it was trial by fire. I got thrown in the deep end and I had to swim and I had to record this stuff and learn how to use compressors and EQ and, um, you know, all of this, the equipment that I have out there. But normally I have someone sitting in the seat, in the driving seat, pushing all the buttons. Um, but that person had to be me this time. So, and I also had to play most of the instruments. I had to play everything um, as much as I could. Wow. Uh, and so it really was a solo project. Although I did get help from my son, and he played some drums and played bits and pieces, and um, uh, and I did have a couple of friends come around and help me out at different points. But um, it really was sort of a solo endeavor. Yeah, that's very cool. And I love that you you taught yourself as you went because what else is there to do during yeah. pandemic? Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for YouTube and people just getting on there. I still don't understand why people do that. You know, they go, okay, let me show you in this lesson how to use this a piece of equipment. And I'm like, why do you, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I guess they get lots of hits and maybe they make money from it or something. But it's very, it's very kind. I think. I'm like, great. It's <laughs> like free, free music tutoring. We will take it. <laughs> right. So how did you choose these specific songs, these six tracks for the EP? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if we can go through them one by one or anything. I don't necessarily, we don't necessarily need to do that. Um, I mean, there's only six songs on this project. It's mm-hmm. 20 minutes and nine seconds, 29 Ooh. seconds long, apparently. Uh, and my son at a certain point while we were working on this project, he said, dad, I think you're finished. And I said, what do you mean? I've got, you know, I've got more songs to record. He said, no, I think this is a really cohesive set of songs and you should just release it as an EP. And then, you know, dive into more songs after that. But mm-hmm. I think this is it. And um, he's kind of smart like that. He's only 16, but he kind of has some pretty cool ideas at different points. And, uh, and I thought, yeah, you're right. Let's, let's, this is it. This is done. This is, a, this is saying what it needs to say. And um, thematically, there's a lot of themes on there about unity, about togetherness, about, you know, the first song on there, Better Than I Found It, is really taking uh, personal ownership and responsibility for taking care of of the planet, mm-hmm. um, but also other people, you know, and, 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 and one another, uh, and the situation we have here on, uh, as we ride, ride this great earth to leave this place better for our, the next generation coming through than we found it, you know, and that's a challenge, I think, for us as church people, um, because for some reason, those, a lot of these environmental issues are becoming sort of politicized and whatnot, it's, mm-hmm. which is a little frustrating. Um, and then there's, there's these themes of togetherness and unity. Um, of, and of being able to say, "Hey, I don't, I don't necessarily understand you. I don't believe the way you do. I don't worship the way you do, or live the way you do. But I, I believe we can walk this life out together. We are all fearfully, wonderfully made creations, created in the image of God, and therefore, my job is to love you and love you well. And um, let's do this together. So, those are those are kind of the themes on the record, and and, and I think they've. Like I said, Jessica, I think they've landed at the right time mm-hmm. in history, you know? Yeah. Because we could use a little more of that right now, especially coming from the U.S. Yeah. Um, goodness, we, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty tough over there. Um, there's a lot of division and a lot of fist shaking as opposed to hands being opened and um, people being willing to sit and listen as opposed to 
just being quick to espouse their own views and understanding of situations and views, you know, and ideas. creator do you like creating fancy slideshows for church or maybe you're a videographer a podcaster like me maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs that is where soundstripe comes in the team at soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want it's a great way to support artists and create world-class content We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tee. And I love a good nostalgic band tee, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com, and hit the shop button. Yeah. Hopefully these songs will help out with that, you know, maybe soundtrack some some uh some new cool stuff that's going to happen yes do you think the fact that you are originally from new zealand gives you i know a different angle or a different way of looking at the world or even the church or or who god is and that maybe inputs into your ep and what you create i do i do think that um maybe with the theme of this ep i I've definitely drawn a little bit from the fact that um, I've watched New Zealand change over the past 26 years. And Auckland City, where I'm from, the city that I love, um, it's changed a lot 
we've had a lot of immigration, a lot of people coming from all these wonderful corners of the world. And so I look around and I see all of these different beautiful faces, different shades and shapes and, and, um, and, and different ethnicities. And New Zealand, this city has been forced to sort of, you know, make some room. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let them in. Let's 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 make room for these people, and um, let's figure out how to to live together. Even if we don't understand one another that well, let's work to understand one another, and let's um, try make it easier. Lift one another's burdens as opposed to put them on their shoulders. Now, maybe I'm looking through this lens, you know, of my, uh, <clears throat> you know, with rose-colored glasses or something, but that's what I've noticed. It, there's been some teething issues here in Auckland City and in New Zealand with this sort of the way that, but. Um, but to me, it's like this little microcosm, little experiment of how, of where things are going. In the U.S., um, that's kind of where it's going. It's been this wonderful country of open arms and saying, "Hey, come, bring your, you know, bring, uh, come, and, and, and we'll embrace you." And there's a chance of a better life together. Um, and that's been the ideal, but hasn't always been practiced. But uh, I think now, moving forward through 2021 and onward, uh, it has to, it has to go to a new level. And I think coming from New Zealand, just with a strange accent maybe, and just yep. being from the other side of the planet, I, I, um, they give me a little license to say that these types of things and say, come on, guys, just because um, your neighbor doesn't doesn't look, sound, or even believe the way you do doesn't mean you can't love them well and, um, yeah, love them and, 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 and care for them. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting little journey, especially going back, you know, um, because the, the record came out while I've, I've been here in New Zealand, but now um, I'm going to go back to the US and start playing some of these songs and yeah. singing them for people. So it'll be interesting to see what the response is. Oh, I am. I'm so so glad that you created this EP and that you you're talking about those things. Um, in I've I only I lived in the I've lived in the US on and off and for a much shorter time than than you but uh even the the things that you're talking about I witnessed as well it was part of the reason I started this podcast um because I was just trying to figure out where the heck I, I fitted in all this um yeah. and I I think you're right it is like having the accent and being from somewhere else all of a sudden people are like oh yeah Sure, we'll listen to that. That's cool. Like, you're great. That's fine. Um, and it makes such a big difference. How – I mean, you've you've lived in the U.S. It's a little bit like, che- a little bit like cheating. <laughs> I know, but I'll take it while we have it. <laughs> um, um, you've lived in the U.S. for a long time now. Um, how do you – and you've been part of the Christian music industry, which is also its entire weird, wonderful entity. Um how how have you kept yourself true to the these ideals of embracing others to walking with them pursuing justice like leaving the world better than you found it how do you continue to walk in them without becoming bitter or judgmental yeah that's a good question um yeah uh well i don't know i have you know i have i have two kids <clears throat> one is 16 one is 20 and um these guys are growing up in a different age and a different, um, and, and there are certain things that they won't tolerate, you know, they're like, come on, come on. We need to love these people, even though they're different to us and they, their stories aren't our story and, and, and they, they won't tolerate, um, they, they want to be open-handed, not, not fist weight shakers, you know, they mm-hmm. want to, um, embrace other people and, and, and love them well and, 
uh, they don't like the division that they're seeing. Um, and it challenges, it's challenged me um, in my thinking and my ideas. Uh, and I, I think we need that, you know, we need this next generation coming through. I know they get sort of slammed as being, oh, they've just got their noses in their Instagrams and they can't get their, you know, they're busy TikToking and whatnot. But they, they're seeing things in a different way. And, um, and it's kind of cool. And I, I, so I learn a lot from my kids, really. And I, I realize, man, I, we've got to keep learning and we've got to keep challenging our thinking because I hadn't, I hadn't cornered the market on truth um, or how to, to, to see things. Uh, so I don't know. We, we, I'm not really answering your question exactly, Jessica, but no, I think we've right. just got to keep growing and we've got to keep understanding that we don't understand everything and um, we've got to keep our eyes open. And it's not that complicated in that, you know, Jesus came to serve and not be served. And so we need to be on the lookout. How do we serve? How do we find our place of service? And as opposed to, as opposed to sort of trying to lock down our positions and, and, you know, stand our ground. It's like, no, that's not what it's about. It's about us serving and loving our neighbor well. and I will happily accept that answer. Trust me, that was wonderful. Thank you for being so honest. I appreciate it. Well, oh, I appreciate you asking some of these questions. You know, we've got, um, yeah, we've got some really interesting times ahead and I think the church is getting a bit of a rattling and, and so is even Christian, Christian music, if you want to you know, call it that. You know, I specifically didn't release this project into Christian, into the, under the Christian music genre. It's coming out as an alternative project um mm -hmm. because i want to find people out there who are maybe wanting to find faith and wanting to but are also very concerned about the planet are very concerned about their fellow man um and they want to understand how to you know reckon, put all these things together mm -hmm. um yeah as they move forward so we'll see this is we'll see where it lands. yeah this, this is completely off the cuff um but given what you've talked about, would you tell me about when you chose to become vegan and why that's so important for you? Oh, well, um, 
If not, it's okay. I was I was yeah, just curious. Yeah, we can talk about it a little bit um, if you'd like. It's uh, it yeah, we, we've been eating and operating, I guess, this way for a few years, and um, uh, I know it's kind of odd to sort of <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> but we found it to be the healthiest yeah. way of eating. Eating live, life giving whole foods um, is is really um, we found that to be the best, mm-hmm. the most healthiest way of eating. And I feel a really um, level sort of sense of energy, you know, and clarity in eating this way. And um, there are a lot of other sort of parallels, you know. Um, I'm not going to bag on meat necessarily, but the reality is when we eat meat, it's not alive, you know. And often, and, and I love the idea of eating life, mm-hmm. <laughs> life-giving foods. You know, I have this garden and it's kind of wonderful. I'm, I grow this a lot of lettuce, and you, you can go out there, you can cut a lettuce, and you can bring it inside, you can wash it, you can chop it up, put it in that bowl, and gobble it up, and, and in eight minutes, you feel the energy of that food. You feel great. It's kind of pretty amazing. I didn't understand it until I started doing that. And, um, you know, so just, so we've looked into it more and more and, under, and gained more understanding about where a lot of our food comes from, and how processed it is and how unclean it is, honestly, and um, and and how when you when you change that way of thinking and change your eating habits, you can actually get healthier. And God has provided a lot of ways for us to eat our ways to health and healing. And um, so that's that's one of the reasons. The other there are other reasons also. Environmental mm-hmm. issues surrounded uh, surrounding some of the ways we we eat aren't the greatest. And so um, I, again, I believe in trying to look after this planet. Because the next generation coming through, I don't want to hand them, a, I don't want to hand them a dump. You know, I want it to be better than we found it. And so, uh, we, if we all do our little bit, then that can help. And so, eating this way is connected also to environmental issues um, in my mind. But also, you know, I know, I understand, Jessica. These things can become very controversial, and people have different ideas about it. And food is sacred. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> grandma's grandma's home cooking. You don't bag on that. You know, and that's not what I'm doing. But um, Food is one of those things that, I don't know, I don't really talk about it too often. It just is, you asked earlier on, who am I? And it is yeah. It is a part of who I am. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I asked because I was curious um, in, in the best way because I know I can hear how passionate you are about, well, God's kingdom and the earth. And I was, I was just curious about how they were related for you um, because it's not something that I've had many people talk about in in evangelical culture which feels it, it, yeah. in that perspective it feels weird because it's just like there are so many different people but it's sort of like there are different taboo topics and apparently veganism is one of them i don't know um no, but- i know that can be <laughs> i just read this write-up on something and, and about you know food and some christian column and blog or whatnot and the comments were just wow they ran the gamut you know they're yes. all over the place you know and um so everyone has their different ideas about it yeah. which which is is fine. The only thing I think is, you know, this is um, um, you know, this is God's creation, and He created all kinds of wonderful stuff. First and foremost, I mean, if the best way to honor our Creator, I think, is by honoring and taking care of His creation well, mm-hmm. and um, and then also honoring the bodies that He's given us to walk around in. We need to look after them, and um, it's up to us personally to sort of go, okay, what's the best way for me to uh, eat? I, mean, I have control of what I consume. Maybe there are things here that I can look into that will bring me greater levels of health 
um, and and maybe even helps the planet as I'm looking into that. And that's I think that would be really nice. Wouldn't that be nice if the world at large saw the church as being people who really care about this beautiful planet that we're all riding on, who really want to take care of it and take care of their fellow man through taking care of the atmosphere of, of you know, clean water is, is becoming an important a priority, all that sort of stuff. So um, I, I just, I would like to think that that would be the case eventually. And I think, you know, people, this next generation coming through, these are key issues. These are really important things for them. And, uh, and I want my kids to know that this is important for, the, for me as a man of faith and, um, and, and even their friends. I want them to know that, yeah, people of faith can, can love, love God walk with God, enjoy God, and enjoy this this planet and, 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 and can be good stewards of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that is, you find that, that in the record a little bit. see how it all links together um, and I can see how your heart and your values and what you've learned and what you're passionate about all come out through your songs um, and I can even I can see like even I love that you finished with all right and you have spoken word in there from Martin Luther King Jr. and and from John F. Kennedy um, and I love how you've combined it all together uh, it feels it I, for me, it correct me. You can tell me if you disagree. It feels countercultural to evangelical culture in America in a really good way, um, mm. and perhaps that's because I'm Australian saying that. Um, yeah. But but your ability to bring together, uh, like just the heartbeat of what justice is and what love is and what mercy is and unity is in the one song without choosing sides is really special yeah. and so desperately needed. Oh, I think you're right. It is desperately needed. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next little while here. I think people are looking for a new way, <clears throat> a new way forward. We don't want to go back. We don't want to go back to places of division and discord and disharmony. We want to move forward. Um, um, and, and, and again, I really feel like there's a, a fresh move of God flowing you know, stirring the hearts of maybe the next generation coming through. Mm-hmm. I, I just love this crew, and I hope that we can um, can help them and say, put our arms around their shoulders and say, yeah, yeah, you got this, you know. You yeah. can love God. You can love your fellow man. You don't have to be a judge of everybody. You don't, you're, not, you're, not, you're not the Holy Spirit. Your job is to love these people um, and, and uh, care for, 
care for them, care for yourself, the planet, and um, and your fellow man, and uh, and and let God do the rest. Yeah. So yeah, be interesting to see how things shake out in the next little while. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have. They're all the questions I have for you. I've got a few popcorn questions, just random stuff. Um, but is there anything that I've missed that, about your EP or that you'd like to discuss or just mention? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Well, the, no, we made this music video. Oh, yes. Um, for Sailing Speed, and uh, which is a really fun video. My wife directed it. Oh, that's so cool. She that, <clears throat> yeah, she has that background. So she directed it for me, and uh, my daughter edited the video. And my son, he is—he um, played a part in it. And I won't tell you what his part is until you watch it, um, because. And my dog starred in it. Yes. She's the actual. She's the real star of the video. But um, and the, so the song's called Sailing Speed, and that's our first video for this project. That's cool. I will have to watch that as soon as we finish talking. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> that's yeah, really cool. You'll laugh. I can't wait. That sounds awesome. Um, it was a great excuse for me to buy a sailboat too. So I have a little sailing boat, Amen. sailboat in there. And, um, yes. Yeah, so when we were making this, recording this song, my son was playing drums and um, he had stopped, you know, did something, he stopped the take. And I looked at him and I said, son, I think we need a sailboat and we're gonna make, we need to make a music video. It was kind of, and he's like, yeah. So I got online and I found this 1941 old wooden sailboat that that we bought and so we've had a whole bunch of fun with that and uh yeah but of course it was a business expense jessica oh naturally of course you had to you (laughs) need it for the music video i don't doubt that at all it's a ministry oh of course yeah about the kingdom of god and people yeah totally get it yeah (laughs) all this is not unrelated to world peace when a man's way please the lord the scriptures tell us he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. And is not peace in the last analysis basically a matter of human rights? The right to live out our lives without fear of devastation. The right to breathe air as nature provided it. The right of future generations to a healthy existence. just random things that I was curious about and had no other place. So my first one, uh, what was the strangest thing about returning to the newsboys 10 or 15 years after you'd like moved on and left? Yeah. 
strangest thing, um, well, we jumped into rehearsal and it was just like putting on an old, comfortable pair of slippers. We all just started playing these songs that we hadn't played for 10, 15 years or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, it just took off like a, like a, like an old, you know, like an old steam engine, just the way it went. It was easy. And that was great. Um, but I think the most surprising thing was how much I love Michael Tate. That guy is awesome. I didn't know him that well. You know, we'd see each other, we'd hug, we'd, you know, and whatnot, at, you know, at the Dove Awards or what have you. But uh, actually being in a band with him and spending time with him, the guy is golden. He just loves people, loves people so much. And so that was a really nice surprise. Yeah, I love that. Um, if you could cover any song from your career through Zealand Worship, like, like so as Zealand Worship, if you could choose any other song that you'd written or performed, mm. uh, so you transformed it into a worship track, what song would you choose? Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think there's been a certain element throughout most of what I've done of, of kind of worship type stuff not necessarily aimed at being corporate worship but um uh there's a song that i wrote on a record a long time ago and the song's called jealous and um and if anyone gets a chance to sort of dive deep look up the word jealous and look up the song jealous and it's on a playlist cd that i put out a while back and um that one's pretty interesting it's almost got like three parts to it. It's it's kind of it's a weird it's a weird little piece of art, but it's um I'll leave it there. Yeah, check it out. Nice. I will definitely do that. Um, and my last question for you: If you could go back to 1994, uh, the day that you were flying on an airplane to LAX because you were about to start touring with a band <laughs> called the Newsboys, what advice would you give yourself, knowing what you know now? myself the advice um when you go to subway to order a sandwich and they ask you if you want a footlong sandwich or a six inch sandwich don't order the footlong sandwich <laughs> it's so true even even though it's an ex only an extra dollar 25 because you will overeat so badly every time. First time I went to Subway, I looked at those sandwiches and I couldn't believe it. I thought, wait, is this, you know, is this for a family of four? Like, yes. No, this, is, this is your sandwich. Like, wow. American That's, portion sizes. Yes, I couldn't yes, agree more. Wonderful. Come to me. Come to me. I have been waiting The sun will be rising Come to me Come to me I have a ring for your finger Don't let the past come between us Don't you run to the arms of another They won't love you like I can love you Don't you know I am a jealous God Yeah, I am a jealous God
Good was that. Phil was so fun. Um, I think part of it's. I love talking to New Zealanders. He, I think he may be the first New Zealander we've ever actually had on the podcast. My apologies, New Zealand. It's way overdue. I love New Zealand. They are so friendly. They're so kind. Um, I I visited New Zealand a few years back, obviously before COVID happened, and found them like what Phil said to be some of the most multicultural, open armed. Uh, welcoming people I've ever met on earth. Um, I, I've often said to my friends, it would, if, if my heart was to live in New Zealand and my heart was to create media, media in New Zealand, it would feel far easier than America purely because they are so open and accepting and kind and I really pursue that. Um, it seems to, in a, for the most really unified way as people and that's really really cool and that I see that uh in Phil's music and I see that starting to develop in America but it's certainly a big learning curve for evangelical culture should we choose to take it um and yeah I love New Zealanders and I'm really grateful for Phil and that he carries that that spirit with him that welcoming open-handed spirit of Christ um, you can pick up Phil Joel's new EP, Better Than I Found It, now on all streaming platforms. Go and get it. And if you love the Newsboys, you will also find the Newsboys' latest album, Newsboys United, on all your favourite streaming platforms as well. Now, Phil Joel doesn't actually, as far as we know, use social media, uh, which honestly, after getting to know him, just seems to fit his brand. Um and I say that in the most respectful way possible. <laughs> so if you would like to connect with Phil, you definitely can just go to his website at philjoel.com. It's Phil with one L. Um, and for people who can't understand my Australian accent, it's Phil as in P-H-I-L, Joel. You're welcome. Um, there is a contact button there if you'd like to reach out to him. But you can also just go and check out the Newsboys on all your favorite social media outlets uh, and let them know that you loved hearing from Phil as well. I'm sure they would love to hear that. It was so energizing to have such a uh, high energy, eclectic, open interview. Um, really excited that I got to talk to Phil about being vegan. It wasn't on any of the press notes. It literally just rocked up in our conversation. Uh, and I appreciate that he was willing to go there and share his thoughts on that a bit, purely because it's not something I'm familiar with um, and I can learn from it. And I really appreciate that. All that to say, if you got to the end of this interview and you don't want to visit New Zealand, go and listen to Phil's EP. Then you'll want to visit New Zealand. They have even more than just Hobbiton. They have cool people and cool music and um, their First Nations culture is incredible. It's just gorgeous. So it's turned into a travel advertisement for New Zealand. It wasn't meant to. In no way am I sponsored by Tourism New Zealand, but all I have to say is go check it out when restrictions lift. It is a gorgeous place and it is matched by Phil's EP, Better Than I Found It. All right, next week. Next week. Yes, we are back with another episode because we are doing a special series called Better Together. Yeah, couldn't come up with anything catchier than that, but we're just going to run with it because... I've realized that I've been talking to a whole bunch of people who are really focused on building relationship either in their band, in their marriage, or with the outside community. And they really base their music on what it means to reach out to others, to build people up, to do things 
together. And so I thought it would be a really cool time when the church is so divided, when countries are so divided, when our families are so divided, to look at musicians and people and Christians who are choosing to pursue unity and love and truth and justice together. Now, we sort of had a really slow rise to that. If you really want to look at it, Orphan No More last week was that we looked at this incredibly organic community who have worked through grief together, who choose to pursue healing and justice and mercy together. We talked to Phil today, who has been part of one of the biggest Christian rock bands in the world. Um, And next week, we are actually going to be speaking to a couple I just adore. They are Him and Her Worship. It is a couple, Him and Her Worship. They are Seth and Jenna Hurlick. I spoke to them late last year, right before they were making the move to Nashville. The cool thing about this couple is they literally lived out of a caravan and traveled around the country making music. They very obviously prioritize people and each other over things. They live a very minimalist lifestyle and they have some beautiful, beautiful thoughts on what it means to live out an authentic love for Jesus in worship. What struck me the most about Seth and Jenna is that not only were they personable, but they never set out to become Christian musicians. They didn't really want to become worship musicians, but this sort of happened to them. They feel like this is where they're meant to be and they're choosing to follow it, even though, like so many of us, they wrestle with parts of evangelical culture and artistry. Um, It makes them a really fascinating interview and really good people. You will absolutely love Seth and Jenna. And to continue our Better Together series, in the following weeks, we will actually have a whole bunch of phenomenal interviews uh, with couples. I have someone from Crosscut Collective who actually facilitates collaboration across the world in this new worship expression. And I have someone from I Am They. It's a month full of upcoming musicians and some really successful ones who have found their niche and their place in Christian music and who know what it means to try and facilitate really healthy relationships and community within that. Make sure you don't miss out on an episode of our Better Together sub-series. Is that what you call it? I don't know. Just go and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform now. And as soon as each new episode arrives on the Friday, it will be straight into your podcast stream. I would love for you to hear it. I'm really excited about this series. I've recorded so many interviews in the last few months and oh, there is so much gold here. There is so much that we need. If you're looking to be encouraged, if you're looking to try and dismantle pain and hatred and bitterness in your heart, if you're just feeling really like jaded after the year we've had and and the way the church currently looks, I think some of these interviews are going to be really life-giving for you. They have given me so much hope. So please hit subscribe. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please consider giving us a review. It helps people to hear these incredible stories. And that means an awful lot to us. That is all I have for today, my friends. I want to thank you so much for being here for this fun conversation with Phil Joel. You can connect with us on Instagram at Between You Me Pod. We are also online at BetweenYouAndMePod.com. You can also reach out to me personally at Jessica K. Morris. I would love to hear from you right there. And my book, When Hope Speaks, is out now on Amazon. Yes, I wrote a book. That's a thing. So that's all I have for you. Thank you for being here and doing life with me. I'm so excited to dive into our Better Together series next week with him and her worship. Until then, here's to hope. 
Was my